0: This is Jody Avergan, host of Ask Roulette, a conversation series in which strangers ask each other questions live on stage. This podcast is an excerpt from our recent one-year birthday show at Housing Works Bookstore featuring Baratunde Thurston answering some of the best questions asked during Ask Roulette's first year. But it starts with comedian Julianne Spalinski already on stage, then a few audience members, and ends with Baratunde. So Enjoy. And remember, if you want to give us a birthday present, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or write a review, or just tell a friend about Ask Roulette. And the next live show is Thursday, March 14th, back at Housing Works. If you're in town, swing on by. We're on Twitter at Ask Roulette, Facebook.com/AskRoulette, and online at AskRoulette.net. Okay, off to Housing Works bookstore in Lower Manhattan. Is love just a chemical reaction?
1: I don't think so. Um, I think in uh, I think I think uh, lust is the chemical reaction. I think like sometimes the initial stages of a relationship are a chemical reaction, but um, and like pheromones, obviously. But uh, no, I don't. I don't think love is a chemical reaction because I've. I'm not gonna say that. I was gonna say I really loved pets and inanimate objects before, but that's (laughs) horrible (laughs) and gross. (laughs) So I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. It's more complicated than
0: that. Okay. Are you ready to ask a stranger your question? I am. All right. Please close your eyes. Number 557. Come on. Um, Five. Five, seven. There she is.
2: Love is a chemical reaction. It's a chemical reaction. Oh, maybe it's not. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's not. Yeah.
0: Julianne, you can open your eyes.
1: There, I've opened them already. Okay,
0: that's fine. Sorry. And your name is? Sean. Sean, say hello to Julianne. Julianne, say hello to Sean. Hi. And Julianne, you can ask your question.
1: Okay, Sean. So if you were the subject of a Ken Burns documentary... What would the third disc be called and why? I'm the wrong person to answer that because I actually don't know any. So Ken Burns uh, is a guy with a a bowl cut um, (laughs) who exhaustively researches one subject like baseball or uh, or the Civil War. So they're normally, yeah, it's like a five disc CD kind of thing. At at, least. We watch things on CDs, at least. So let's say that, like, the first disc would be, like, like age 0 to 10. The second one would be, you know, 10 to 20. So what would the third disc in your thing be called in your
0: life?
3: Uh, why not to go to grad school twice?
0: <laughs> All right, Julianne, thank you very much. Julianne, Julianne Smolinski. Follow her on Twitter, at Boots Read her stuff in at least six publications at any given time. She's very funny. She's a great writer. Thank Got a bearskin rug for you. What was that? I have a bearskin rug for her. Oh yeah, I know. Sean, it's in please. My heart. Sean, Sean, please close your eyes. Number one hundred ninety-six. One, nine, six. There she is. Something weird happened. Yeah, something <laughs> weird happened. Just resolve. Resolve. Okay. Sean, <laughs> you could open your eyes. And your name is? Wu Wudan. Wudan say hello to Sean. Hi, Sean. Hi. Sean, go ahead and ask your question.
3: Um, have you ever had a dream that really affected you and what happened? Yeah, so uh, I actually wrote this for my creative nonfiction class in college um, because we had to write about one really vivid memory that we had as a child. And the first dream that I ever vividly remember is of me six years old my parents lived in a uh, choy new york and there was this playground right adjacent like all the way down the street adjacent to the woods and my friends and i would just like chill there all the time but one night i had this dream that like these raccoons were basically out to get me i was at the park too late and it was just really really terrifying and i think i avoided that park for like the rest of the time I lived there. (laughs) That would be my answer. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I would read that story. Sean, thank you very much. Capture a dream, live for a feeling, falling in love. What was that? Capture a dream, live for a feeling. Is that a real song? Is that a song you just made that up? Can it be both? Okay, yes, it is both. Okay. Wudan, please close your eyes. Number 31, come on up. Three one. There we go. Yes, no, no, that was oh, there we go. Let's all welcome
2: this guy,
0: yeah! Dreamlike music, Eli. Um, and Wudan, uh, meet. David. David Wudan, David. Hi, David.
3: Hello.
0: And ask your question.
3: Okay, I'm gonna change my question. My question is, what is the most inspirational thing that you've seen walking around the streets of New York City?
0: I've seen a lot of uninspirational things walking around the streets of New York City, I guess for sure. But uh, that's not my
3: question. I, I, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Every time someone holds open the doors in the subway, because I'm always worried that they're going to get crushed and dragged along, and you know, and that and that's inspires inspiring. You. Yes. Um, so what's the most inspiring thing you've ever seen on the New York streets?
3: Well... I asked this question after I read that Times article about the police officer who gave that homeless man in Times Square, I believe, um, a pair of shoes. I thought that was awesome and like completely invigorated my like trust in humanity.
0: I'm right there with you. That was a great story. Thank you very much. Thank you. Oh my inspiration. No one needs you more. Dude, please close your eyes. Uh, number 187, 187. I shouldn't say it like that. There 187 on a motherfucking <laughs> escrowlade. <nice roulette. laughs> <laughs> yeah. thank you. Um, <laughs> you can open your eyes. Good job keeping them closed that whole time. Uh, and your name is? Krista. Okay, uh, fire away. Hello, Krista. Um, what's one thing that you really like that no one else seems to like?
3: Uh, the library. <laughs> The really? library. You don't think Good. no one
0: likes the library? Which library is your favorite? Um,
3: the New York Public Library.
0: <laughs> All right. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you. And Krista, please close your eyes. Number four hundred thirty-nine four three nine. There she is. And your name is? Joyleen. Joyleen, meet Krista. Hello, Krista. Hi. And Krista, go ahead and ask your question.
3: Uh, What is, or who is or was your most unlikely friend and why?
1: Ooh, ooh, actually I do know. My most unlikely friend was this kid I knew when I was in first grade, his name was Carl. He liked to shove me onto the floor a lot. (laughs) And then one day I retaliated, and then we became friends, but not in a creepy way, just in a nice, hey, look at that. We like doing the same things to each other. (laughs) Let's be friends.
0: Thank you very much, Krista. I like doing things to you that you do to me, but not in a creepy way. Let's be friends. (laughs) Joylene, please close your eyes. Number 15. Come on up. Number 15. Team.
2: Come on. <laughs> <laughs> and your name is Baratunde. Baratunde
0: meet Joylene. Joylene meet Baratunde.
2: Hello, Joylene. Hello, Baratunde. How are you doing?
1: Good, how are you?
0: Pretty good. All and right. go ahead and ask your question.
1: All right, so if you could break any law or any social taboo, what would it be and why? There's
2: a lot of laws. <laughs> I'm trying to pick the one with the most leverage. I was like, the obvious ones tax evasion. You know what? Taxes is close because <laughs> it's, it's like a lot of overhead in my life, a lot of paperwork, a lot of fees. It's uh, professionals. A lot of stress.
0: I'm stopping this answer right now. That is, that is incredibly lame. <laughs> Seriously, Texans? no, no.
2: Uh, there are various laws out there to try to impose some level of social control. And if I were to break one, it wouldn't just—I wouldn't want to break one just for me. That's the thing I'm trying to think of because that's—I oh. already do that. Like we, I break a law every day. I jaywalk. I drink things I'm not supposed to. Um,
0: what illegal? J- don't, we're not going there. We're not going there. <laughs> Do you know about it? I've said too much. Drinks?
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Fuck it. Marijuana. I just, I'd want to have a superpower applied to it. Once again, any individual just breaking the law, I just feel like that's not. Right. It's not gangster enough. It's got to be something. So, whatever big. law
0: there is against, like, widespread distribution of marijuana. Yeah, Who like you would m- like to break that or one. Or
2: I would like put it in everybody like mass mail, like direct mail marijuana. <laughs> I mean, that, that's what I would do. I would direct right, mail well, marijuana. I'm, I'm into marijuana. that. One. Yes. Yeah. Direct mail marijuana. Good. Okay, Joylene, thank you very Good. much. Thank you.
0: This, ladies and gentlemen, is Baratunde Thurston, author of How to Be Black, and also a guest at the very first Ask Roulette and back for our one-year show. Baratunde, thanks for joining Thank us. Thank
2: you very much. Am I leaving the stage now? Am I leaving? Say that again? Am I leaving the stage now? No, no, no. You're oh, okay. answering some questions. You said it with was, such finality.
0: Well, the introduction was coming to an end. I just made this so okay. weird.
2: Right. Uh, when
0: did you find out you weren't going to be the person you thought you were going to be?
2: I have thought I was going to be a lot of different people in the early part of my life. In the very beginning, I thought I was going to be a preacher, and I think it was mid to late grade school where I just kind of lost that desire. And I can't explain it, but I just there were my very early age, I was like so obsessed with the idea of being a preacher, a minister, um, in a very particular way. I like the robes. I like talking to people. I do some version of that, but not with the backing of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Um, There was a a more recent and clearer one where I really thought I was going to be a professional journalist. And I had like things were lined up. I had done my college newspaper. I had a summer internship lined up at a very big newspaper in my hometown. And uh, I got ill. I got injured. And I wasn't able to type or carry things, and I, you, if you can't type, you can't be a journalist, it just doesn't work that way. So I had a big fork in the road, and I veered in a whole nother direction. That was the summer before my senior, yeah, summer before my senior year in college. Would you rather explore outer space or the deep sea? Don't tell me what to, <laughs> like say the sea, say the sea! Yeah, You're like lobbyist for the ocean? What's going on here? Space, <laughs> what? Are you saying that
0: just to spite her?
2: All of them. There were multiple people trying to yeah. affect my vote. Um, um, no, but the, the deep sea, I, I think it's a beautiful space, the ocean and all the, the seas and everything. That's not my thing. I, I would love space. I think there's uh, a lot to be discovered down there, but a lot more. Out there, we got cell phones from space. What do we get from the deep sea?
0: They just found that giant squid. But like we didn't yesterday. We, we didn't, the that iPhone
2: came from space, basically. That's a good point. I guess we got we radar really from with space. You one. know yeah. what I'm saying? We got like oh, true. all this cool stuff. What, I don't know. what We get from the deep sea plankton. Yeah. Like, what do we
0: get? Calamari. Okay, there's a chimp.
2: And we p- You have oh, two
0: ahead. choices. Okay. Kill the chimp with your bare hands, or have sex with the chimp.
2: Best question Okay. Ever. That's fucked up.
0: <laughs> do you know who asked that this question? Do you know who asked this question at, at Ask who What? Who asked that question? And that we lost the tape, so we're going to have him come back on to do it. Kurt Anderson, host of Studio of 360, an, a public sick. radio luminary, said that this has been a discussion at his dinner table with his like, eight-year-old kid. This was his question. Okay, so yeah, are, do okay. you want me to repeat it? I mean,
2: it. I'm pretty sure I got the <laughs> gist of it. Do I want to <laughs> have sex with a chimp or kill a chimp with my bare hands? Uh, sadly, it's a very easy choice for me. I would kill the chimp. Um, and, I mean, there's no... When you say "all," you've got to realize if I had said I would fuck the chimp, you'd have an equally strong reaction. You're like, ew, what's him. he's a pervert like there's no winning that's a lose-lose proposition right that's what i love I chose about a question. slightly lesser loss from my predisposition right which is you know i'd rather you know murder than engage in sexual relations <laughs> on that score not in general um, <laughs> not in general i'm a big fan of sexual relations through consenting human adults. we're
0: not that different us <laughs> and chimps you know we are uh, very different with
2: regard to those activities yes
0: <laughs> it's true um so wrong Okay, show of hands. Who would...
2: Yeah, be counted.
0: Yeah, who would uh, have sex with the chimp?
2: A few people. Write their names down To <laughs> Do keep a wide berth.
0: And who would rather kill the chimp? No, I don't know, actually. And a lot,
2: a, of, a lot of people didn't make a choice. A and lot of people didn't make here, choice. a choice. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's what I love about this abstained. question. So
0: many of these are like, well, you know you do one good thing but then something bad happens to someone else or you do a bad thing for yourself and this one is just too terrible They're both
2: going to lead to nightmares for your part but here's here's another way to think about it from a humane perspective. If you kill the chimp, that's the end of its torture. You're assuming that the chimp would not enjoy the sex. And what you just said, I don't think you can leave me to believe. I don't think you can prove chimp consent. (laughs) Exactly. Thank you, piano man.
0: So this is clearly not the law that you would choose to break. Okay. <laughs> uh, in unrequited love, would you rather be the lover or the beloved?
2: Repeat the question, please. In
0: unrequited love, yes. would you rather be the person who is in love with someone and it's unrequited, or would you rather know that someone is madly in love with you and just not be in love with them?
2: Jesus. The, the one who's loving. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: this is an incredibly difficult and... I actually question. think it is. I mean, a lot of
2: you think it's very simple, and maybe it is right. for you. For me, it was not the idea, and I'll explain some of what I was thinking, which is, like, to be on the receiving end of love that you don't want is its own form of an awkwardness at a minimum, and you have to make certain different types of choices about how to behave and how open to be and how much you trust and how much you share... Uh, whereas you're being on the giving side of that love, whether it's required or not, you're giving, and you're not choosing whether to return. And that's a whole... It's still a difficult choice, but it's not really a choice as much. Like, you just feel compelled. So I would choose compulsion over active denial in the area of love. Fuck yes. Amen. Yeah, I think I'm right, I think I'm right there with you, but I'd like to see what the audience says.
0: Um, so who would rather... Uh, Love and have it be unrequited. And who would rather be on the other side of that? Know that someone loves you. It really is a a pretty even split and a very good question. Yeah. Thanks for listening. To hear more audio excerpts and to learn about Ask Roulette and to find out about our next live event, visit our website, askroulette.net. We're also on Twitter at Ask Roulette and Facebook.com/Ask Roulette. See you soon.